Episode 50, Midichlorians. What the fuck? Hello, you are listening to Star What the Fuck? podcast where we discuss the Star Wars universe one useless fact at a time. I'm your host Jason Tagmeyer along with Marty Cobb and Alex Strang is actually here today. That's correct, I'm here. Yes, you uh, you went on quite the journey throughout the Star Wars universe. He has risen from the dead, he's come back from sure. everywhere. It's been great, it's been great. What was your uh, what was your favorite part of the whole uh, Um, the I like that part where I was in that asteroid field and a big worm came out. That did happen. That did actually, yeah, you were eaten by one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I liked that part. That was good. We've yeah. we've lost you, we found you. It's it's been it, it's been it's it, it's been hard to keep up, but we're glad you finally got back. Um Yeah. We we figured that you got lost in space, such as in the series Lost in Space. Wait, I don't get that. Could you explain that better? Well, I <laughs> don't know if I can. Well, I sure missed well, I mean, like, that. What, what happened in the movie? They go into a wormhole. In the uh, yeah. I don't know if, they ever, if you, that was the plot of the original. I missed that rapier wit of yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, never said that was Danger actually. Will Robinson, wrong show. This um, started out terribly, so it will end terribly as we discuss today's topic. Which is... Yes, we should know that today is our 50th episode. Oh yeah, that's true. And that's that the topic? It, it is. We're going to discuss the last forty nine. <laughs> now we had we had uh, a conversation at one point to discuss what would be our first high number episode, but it was quickly concluded as to what it should be. This is the episode that we always wanted to do and kept saying no. Let's save it for something bigger. So, and this is being our fiftieth episode. We've decided that we should look not just bigger. Fifty episodes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, right. It's been so long, but. We're not looking bigger, we're looking smaller. In fact, we're looking microscopic. We're looking at the midichlorians. Remember them? Yeah. They uh, I cord dumped that in my memory, but it's coming back now. <laughs> I mean, they appeared for maybe, what, uh, maybe 15 minutes? Which, minutes oh, not even. It's like five minutes. Microscopic of, time. Four minutes of screen time, probably. Makes sense. This is small. They didn't really even get it. They were like off screen. They were like True. an off screen cameo. They were on a screen on the screen, though. When Obi Wan was looking, oh, at they were Anakin's digitally account. represented. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, that's true. So if you don't know what midichlorians are, lucky you. But midichlorians were intelligent microscopic life forms that live symbiotically inside the cells of all living things. When present in sufficient numbers, they could allow their host to detect the persuasive energy known as the Force. Pervasive. Uh, yeah, it's also persuasive. Energy. Uh, <laughs> 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 Midichlorian counts were linked to, to potential in the Force ranging from normal human levels of 2,500 per cell to much higher levels of Jedi. The highest known Midichlorian count, over 20,000 per cell, uh, belonged to the Jedi Anakin Skywalker, who was believed to be conceived by the Midichlorians. So, what does all that mean? Well, they're microscopic little bug germ viruses organelles that live in your cells and make you... So they're inside force. your cells. Yeah, they live inside your cells. But really what it is, it's a sciencey way to describe something mysterious, which is the Force, and enough to, you know, to ruin it for everybody. Well, it's to, it's to make the, it's make the uh, anti-creationists happy, obviously. Because <laughs> yes. there's science behind their... Yeah, so that means that there can still be a god? Is that is that what you're saying here? <laughs> well, if the god is George Lucas, yeah. Okay, well, that, that is true. We have to worship him as our almighty lord and savior as part of Disney's uh, deal to buy... 
Star Wars. Um, but, yes. Awkward. Uh, the Metachlorians, they appear for maybe four minutes overall in conversation in, in episode one. That's the only time they've ever been mentioned in yes. a film. They don't. J.J. Abrams has confirmed that they will not be in episode seven. That could, be, sure. that could be a ploy, though, of course. That's true. The whole movie. We haven't seen Luke Skywalker on the poster. <laughs> the whole uh, next movie could be all about the Metachlorians, probably. It's only Metachlorians. <laughs> the Metachlorian only movie. You know, forget about lens flares. Could be, it could be covered with metachlorians. Oh, wait. Well, technically, could, the lens could flare so well that you see them like on yeah, screen. They, yeah, you could put lens flare on each and every metachlorian. There we go. I think, actually, technically, the metachlorians appear in every Star Wars movie because what do you, mean? you just can't see them. The they're Force. So, yeah, they're, they're, so mi- they're so microscopic, you can't see them. Well, you could say about anything then. Yeah. You could say uh, ghosts. Ghosts in Star Wars. Because you can't Exoplasm, see them. yeah. Well, there are ghosts in Star Wars. Oh, well, never <laughs> Force ghosts. <laughs> Force ghosts. Metachlorian ghosts. Yeah, that's just true. They're Metachlorians. Whoa. So, it comes all around. So, if you, what's the size of a Metachlorian exactly? Like, uh, incredibly 1,500 much. per cell. No, 2,500 per cell. Per cell? But cells are different sizes, so what? They're tiny. They're tiny. They're organelles. Yeah, get that. So, uh, if for, for, for basic science lesson, an organelle is an organ within a cell. Has anyone anyone ever drawn a, a schematic of what a, a midichlorian would look like, like its parts and stuff? Like, uh, yes, actually. Oh, there great, are a couple pictures, great. yeah. Excellent. There's a couple pictures. That they just help. look like little virusy. Bugs. They're just like little circle ovals, mostly. Yeah. The picture parts? on the um, on the on the Wikipedia's homepage is just like a. Like a typical like cell looking. Wikipedia has a homepage about it. No, well, no, not a homepage. Uh, oh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia's uh, far, far. Uh, article is probably what I should have so said. So it's just round and then like a tablet shaped like nucleus, I guess. Sort of yeah, that? like it's just. Is there anything else to it? Not really. It doesn't look that smart. Yeah, but it knows the force somehow. Well, so, is it actually intelligent? As in, what kind of? How do you rate that thing's intelligent? How do they know it's intelligent? Well, it can count to five. So <laughs> <laughs> can your average floor? No, well, actually, they should be intelligent. They have a complete understanding of the of the good and evil. At least yeah. we know. Apparently, I mean, there's a dark side and a good side, right? Well, yeah. how did the Jedi know they're intelligent? That, that those things are intelligent. Uh, it's actually from the Phantom Menace novelization. Oh, so, so, describes them as intelligent. Written by Terry Brooks. Um, it, it does. It, it comes from there. They describe that they are intelligent in there. Well, so huh. that probably actually describes them a little further than the, the, the eight minutes in the film. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that actually, I'm going to point out that this Wikipedia article is a 10 miles long. It is. And it, it, is, it is incredibly detailed to an almost insane degree, like to the point of like using actual scientific terms to describe it, like isomorphic. Oh, yeah, I love that. Like, yeah. like things like that. And it, isomorphic. It might be... It, it, it's insane. Like, how many midichlorians can fit on the head of a pen? That's the question. Probably uh, near finite because you can fit what twenty thousand near finite in a cell. Like, <laughs> you mean infinite? Not near finite. No, not infinite, but near finite. <laughs> <laughs> not, it's just below infinite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, completely finite. Okay. All right. Um, so, um, so what does the novel do? What is it? How, how do they explain? Well, there it? are many novels uh, that explain these. Uh, Particularly, there's None that anybody wants to read. Nobody. Well, actually, there is one I'd almost recommend, but um, what? Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis. The Darth Plagueis book is probably the only one of the few novels I actually would recommend. But Darth Plagueis' big problem is that it still takes place before the Phantom Menace, and then the plot of the Phantom Menace happens in the middle of this novel. So yeah, and that's like so all of the evil plans that they build up for build up 
to the Phantom Menace. Mm. So, like, it's not that great. But Darth Plagueis is a character that, like, his thing is Metachlorians. That's all he talks about. So, oh, like, wow. Yeah. Like a scientist? Yeah, he's like a dark Sith Lord scientist that wants to study the Metachlorians because they think that learning to manipulate them will be the key to immortal life and the ability to create life, which he does. Maybe. Possibly. Oh. So they were um, they were found in a blood test. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is, I guess, it logical. measured the concentration in the being's red cells, but the, the tests weren't perfect. Oh. Um, so Anakin could be really crappy at the Force. They just managed to get the one cell that was super awesome. He could. Um, they said they're in all cells. They are in all, but the high count is what determines you being right. Force. But in every possible kinds of cell, right? Yep, okay. it says all. It does say all cells. I mean, like, but it's a blood test, which is just so like not. It's so stiff and yeah. formy. Well, I, I mean, just, like the big ultimate problem with the Metachlorians has always been that like adding a scientific reasoning behind something that shouldn't have it is a bad idea. Maybe Don't, maybe it's an attempt by uh, Lucas to try and you know counter the. The, 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 the criticism, I should say, or people making fun of the Force as being just too vague and too... Yeah, I think that's, that's, too what, makes, that, that's what makes good story. No, I agree you know, with you. I'm just, I just wonder where the, uh, where, what the motivation was. You know? I have a feeling that there really wasn't motivation. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> no and I have back, clues to back it up, but I want to save this detail for later. Um, that, he, that he made this just made it and like he just had his mind set on it mm-hmm. and he just never got around to like really mentioning it I think it was him going more sci-fi than fantasy this is true they well, wanted and, to justify and, his and, and going more sci-fi in in that film I mean it, it needed a little fantasy mm-hmm. like Phantom Menace doesn't have that 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 flair and and yeah. that whimsy of, of a fantasy film it's very stiff and it's very yeah. um, it's just a cinema Exactly. <laughs> it is like just watching. You remember those? Uh, you used to watch like live Senate It's like watching C-SPAN. Yeah. Used to put C-SPAN. Yeah, yeah, it's on like that. Except just, maybe with some. If you just like CGI suddenly like sense. in the middle of Star Wars, CGI just edited thing. every scene of the Senate and yeah. then just added like C-SPAN jar, footage put, instead, like I put a Jar Jar in there. Yeah, but you yeah. edited. You did. So what? I, the midichlorians always made me think. Uh, the little bits I remember is it, it felt on Star Wars. It completely felt Star Trekky. It was very Star yeah. Trek. Actually, yeah, actually, yeah, if this thing. was in Star Trek, I wouldn't have thought anything of right, it. Right, right. It just sounds like it was transplanted from Star Trek. Maybe there's something to that with Abrams doing Star Trek and now doing Star Wars. Well, maybe. <laughs> See, now, I think it could be actually clever, not to keep talking about Abrams, but it'd be kind of clever if Abrams actually went full on with this and took the Metaclorians away. Well, there were a couple of novels that did that. had a lot of fun with it. That would be cool, actually. If That's what the novels kind of do. Instead of like yeah. denying it, make I think it cool. It's, and the problem we have is it's just too much of a chance. Like, there's so many people that just hate it. Yeah. And it would just turn off those people. Like, it would be great if J.J. Abrams could turn it around into something good. You're yeah, right. that's what I'm thinking. Like, if he could really take neat. that and make it something good. But you know what the better thing is? Act like it doesn't exist. <laughs> He's acting like those first three films didn't even exist. There's oh, no mention okay. of a Sith Lord. Oh, you know, okay, it, well, that's it, smart, it's, too. You know, like, the, just even the word Sith, I'm sure, is not going to ever come up. Like, yeah. that's one of those prequel-era, you know, terms. Well, maybe one of those things will, like, kind of make fun of the first, those three movies in this movie, and just, like, the characters themselves will say, oh, that didn't really happen. That he was a did like, say he wanted to put a, a skeleton of Jar Jar in the background of the nice, scene. Nice. Which I read got uh, Ahmed Best pretty mad. Perfect for Halloween. Oh, you know. I'm so sorry. Ahmed Best, 
They asked him if he was going to be in the new films or if he would talk. And he he basically just said he had no interest in talking to anybody about them ever. And it was basically just because of the way Jar Jar was treated. Like not so much Jar Jar was treated, but um, uh, he he felt like. And I don't want to paraphrase here, but you know, he, he took a lot of blame for something that. Could have could have worked out and should have worked out. Mm. Yeah, you know when they were making it, they thought it was right. Meaning you know? the Jar Jar uh, costume versus CGI thing, or uh, there was a little bit of that because it wasn't initially supposed to be right. It was uh, practical, and practical, and they changed the CGI. Cool. Yeah. Um, but he took a lot of blame. There was that he, he met with Michael Jackson that time. We talked about that. Didn't yeah, we? Um, Michael Jackson wanted to play Jar Jar. Oh really? Yeah, and wanted that. to be he wanted it to be. Um, like thriller, practical effects, and he wanted a big part of it. Oh, that's kind of interesting, actually. Um, um, yeah, yeah, there's... But I'm at best as... I wouldn't say bitter, but he's just very unhappy in the way turns things turned out. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. The, yeah, it, it, to bring this full circle, I'd want to ask, uh, what do you think the uh, Jar Jar Binks midichlorian count is? Way I had to guess. Actually, I, I imagine that it's actually way higher than Anakin's. Right. Just, it's just that he's actually on the dark side, and yeah. he's capable of... Uh, Holding back his his right. forceness from and that's what else. the whole act is the whole yeah. like goofy act is and he, it's actually him manipulating events to destroy the world. He's um, actually like the real deal. Yeah, probably. that's that's my guess. He's a, he's a Darth Abrams Lord. can pull that out of there. Darth B- oh, Darth Binks. He's out of the hole. Yeah. Dark Binks. Dark, dark, dark Binks. That's but totally it, a Pokemon. You know that. Yes, it is. <laughs> I choose you. So a blood test. Yeah. That's that's how you get it. Yeah. You know, you can't just see somebody like raising an X-wing in the air with their, you know, arms, or somebody force choking somebody and know that they have the force. You just take a little bit of blood, check them out. They said they did it for kids uh, that they felt might have been force sensitive. You know, oh, they give okay. them blood tests. It's just so weird. Don't you, maybe it's like, it's like let's line up at Walgreens and take maybe your it's yet force another test. Ne- another uh, medical insurance scam in the Star Wars universe. Maybe. <laughs> you know, they don't need the blood test really, but yeah. I mean, like... Scare all the parents into doing um, it. Yeah, in, in the Star Wars novels, the, like the new Jedi Order stuff, Yeah, Luke had other ways, because he didn't... His medical organs didn't exist by the time that series came around. So he was just looking around for, like, super, like, lucky people, like, super no. lucky gamblers, and, like, people that are, like, mystics, and, like, just basically he went around rumors and hunted down these people and found them, and it turns out they... And figured out they were Force-sensitive by other means... And it sounds much cooler when you describe it, when they do that, instead of, oh, that kid over there, I think he might be Force-sensitive, stabbed with needles. Well, here's a question. When you take the test, do you not only determine uh, your count, but do they also determine whether you lean towards the good or dark side, or no? No, I imagine it's just, just a bunch of pictures then of that organs. might make sense. I mean, yeah. No, if they were certain types right, of... Right, right. You know. and it's like darker ones in you. Like how much information do you really glean? I mean, you're about fifty percent number. That's all you get. I guess so. I mean, like it's not like you could be. Oh, you're about fifty percent dark side, fifty percent right, 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 right. Might have to be really hard, but I imagine there might be actually so a you could be like there was... mixed sides. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like I don't know. I mean, there is there is a concept in the Star Wars universe called the Gray Jedi, which is oh, yeah. the Jedi who uses both the dark side and the light side, but they're kind of dumb. Like, there's been no like interesting one. Like, Qui-Gon Jinn is the closest thing we have to a Grey Jedi that's interesting, and it's still... Like, how much of Qui-Gon Jinn is interesting because it's just Liam Neeson, so... So here's two quotes. I'm going to give you a quote from the original trilogy and a quote from the prequel trilogy. 
the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. A Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. Yeah. That was Alec Guinness right. as Obi-Wan. Because you didn't need to have a British guy say that. <laughs> the only way it's it binds work. the galaxy together. It only works for the British guy. And then Qui-Gon, without the midichlorians, life could not exist. We would have no knowledge of the Force. They continually speak to us, telling us the will of the Force. When you learn to quiet your mind, you'll hear them speaking to you. So, that's slightly more... Um, British guy saying it? Uh, Qui-Gon. Yeah, that uh, is. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Still, so, still did, he use an, did he use a British accent? I can barely remember. He, a little bit. Yeah, he has an accent. Then it's still, it's still, a little Coruscant-ish. Yeah, he's trying... Yeah. <laughs> then it's still it's credible. It's a Coruscant side of Britain. But <laughs> totally credible than a British guy saying But, um... That doesn't feel terrible. It feels sort of in line with yeah, what yeah, totally, yeah. with what Obi Wan was saying. He does. Um, he defines him a little bit better, but that's not so bad. I feel like it gets bad when they go to um, start doing his the, the test. Uh, his cells have the highest concentration of midichlorians I've seen in a life form. Which is saying he has the most force you've ever seen in a life form. But I feel like the, the worst line of all is. It was possible he was conceived by the midichlorians. That is... What does what? that mean? How was he conceived by cells? Wait a minute. Or, or, by, conceived yeah, by the midichlorians. People are conceived by cells all the time. Well, how is he conceived wait, by... actually works. <laughs> wait, what if the midichlorians are a race or something? And, and somehow... Like, the, I mean, there are... There are... They are their own Man, thing, you're poking into some deep, crazy it, Star Wars knowledge that might be true. <laughs> it sounds like a good name for a race, though. I can tell you that. Well, or, maybe, or even like an army. Well, maybe they... Because they are supposed to be intelligent... Things these microscopes maybe they can possibly actually create well, that's stuff because, from I mean, scratch. Like, you just hit on a point though. Like maybe they, if they're intelligent, maybe they purposely can make someone get conceived. For example, so I what don't is know. It, what is what is this? Okay, so this is when we talk about the the really far side of the force. You end up learning things that you don't <laughs> you that are even unlearn. stupider. So. There's like, we need a take warning for this. Like, take not, us there, Marty. Take us there. Not a spoiler warning, but a, like a nerd warning. <laughs> or like, so like there needs to be like, I guess Star Wars religionist religion is like the warning here because when we talk about when you get into the crazy parts of the Force, the parts that aren't like, oh, this is just like a force field that you can use to enhance yourself, but there's a spiritualness to it. There is in fact like this thing where it's like, oh, the forces actually controlled and being used by these 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 beings the spirituals the angels or some sort so yeah. there's an actual hierarchy of gods that control it they don't talk about it much but every time they do it gives me a collective groan you it's, have a collective groan i do yourself? I can, I, every time i see it it's just every time it's just every single how can one person have a collective groan it's it's insane i, I don't know how to describe it but Seriously. um and in the Star Wars, you um, at the end of the Clone Wars, of the uh, final season, which is meh until, which there's a couple of good episodes, but mostly meh overall. Um, uh, Yoda ends up for a two-parter going to the Force planet. Oh, a planet hidden in. Wait, the, this is. In the Clone Wars. This is in the Clone Wars. This isn't like some weird book that... No, this isn't animated. You see it. A planet hidden in the glow of light emanating from inside it, located somewhere in the heart of the galaxy. Wait, it's it's hidden in the light that it emanates? It's not really that hidden. (laughs) Hidden in the glow of... uh, It's kind of like right there. 
A, a planet light. hidden in the glow of light emanating from inside it, located somewhere in <laughs> yeah. the heart of the galaxy, in quotes. So you can't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> was the homeworld to midichlorians. I imagine it looks like a sun, and then if you get closer, you realize it's not a sun. Oh, okay. Uh, its surface appeared barren and heavily damaged, but life was plentiful in large open spaces deep beneath the ground. Um... The planet was hidden in the force and also appeared to a negatively affect mechanical and electronic devices. Oh, and I should note, I missed the line. Was the homeworld yeah, I got it, I to the midichlorians? Was right. the homeworld? That's homeworld. the key thing there. They're yeah. gone? Maybe they, well, they started to leave. No, no, no. Actually, everything goes there, so who's there? Actually, I should note, everything in Wikipedia is written in past tense. Because everything is in a long time ago in a galaxy far, oh, far away. That's a good, good, uh, good reason. Yeah, no, so everything yeah, is written yeah, in the past yeah. tense. Everything assumes that it's no longer there so, or something. But did you see that episode? I did. Did he, What happened when he went there? Was there? So basically it's like this weird like foresty planet and he goes around and he's like, I'm going to discover the secrets to becoming a force ghost. To me it's like, it's almost like going to like yoga to calm yourself or something. Because right. like they said it... Like it affects mechanical electronic devices, so you can't have any phones there. You can't have any, right, right. you know. It, it's just it's natural. It sounds. It sounds very much like just being at peace. Yeah. That's cool. Is that is that is that a good representation? No, because it's a physical place. No, I know, but like you go no, there and it's not like relax. technological. It's, it's chill. Yeah, it's, chill it's place. not necessarily. It's pretty dangerous and hectic and crazy it? because Why? it's it's the force and the light side and the dark side of the force are there. Uh, are there like storms there? Uh, not really. I mean, I guess it's not too chaotic, but everything around it is sort of crazy. We saw it's not what a place happened. That... Because it does say near I the don't... end of the Clone Wars, the spirit of Qui-Gon sent Yoda to the planet so he could learn how to preserve his consciousness after death from the Force priestesses. Which Force priestesses? They look like uh, uh, Lama Sue. They do. They bit. don't really look like anything in particular. They don't look huh. terrible. They don't look great. But I think of this like, as like, um, where do they go at the end of Lord of the Rings? They take the ships to the... Uh, oh, God. The, the, the Heaven Continent. That's what Whatever it's called. Just I can't remember. remember. That. I don't remember that. That's what I think of. In Lord of the Rings like, is that at the end of Lord of the Rings, Frodo is going to... Like, he's like, I'm going to go away and die in peace, essentially. Oh, That's right. where all the elves go when, they die, when they're going to oh, but die. They don't, you don't, they don't go there, go there. No, they, actually, no, they physically travel to really? some place. I don't it's, remember that. It's I don't remember any of this stuff. Yeah, no. That was, like, right at the end where he's like, I'm going to go die because I'm the like, West. A, like, I don't remember where So it's like right. Valhalla. Yeah, exactly. So, now... We, the Undying Lands. The Undying Lands. So, when Yoda Probably. goes back to this planet, let me get this right, the, the, the trees and it's, it's, light, it's light and dark force there, it's the home... Was the home of the midichlorians? Were midichlorians evolved in the episode at all? I is it brought I mean, up? They don't really. I don't know if they really talk about it. Like I don't think they talk. They mention it that like hardcore. Well, and they they call it a race. So right, right, the race. Yeah. So they, there's something there. Yeah. They, they could be. They could just still be micro, the microscopic things we're talking about. And they, you know, just they're intelligent. So you can have you can have an intelligent microscopic race that's yeah. doing stuff and has an agenda. But it feels Come wrong. That's the problem. <laughs> so here's a it's point. It's kind of clever in a way. It's kind of I saw, I saw yeah. this point in an article. It doesn't feel like Star Wars, you're right. Yeah. If someone told you before Episode 1 that Episode 1 explains more about the Force and how it works, how would you have felt? Uh, honestly, I, I don't... I guess at the time I probably would have been excited, but like yeah, the I more... If, so. I, if, you, if you had told me like six months before, within those six months I would have been like, what could you possibly talk about? So this says, seriously, if you imagine back in 1998, someone told you the new movie includes the Jedi finding a young Anakin discovering his huge potential in the Force powers, including the means by which they determine the Force is moving strongly, you would have thought, ooh, Lucas is going to open up the mysteries of the Jedi, there'll be cool Yoda-esque 
riddles and spiritual disciplines and possibly more blindfolds. You would have been right in theory. More understanding of the Force would have been a good thing. It's one of the coolest things about Star Wars. Um, but that's something we would have welcomed. Yeah. Hmm. I think it was just how it was done. I just don't feel like it fits the flavor of it. Like, to me, the Star Wars, because like, I grew up reading science fiction, like pretty hard science fiction. And that's like all I read. So things like Star Wars to me were very light and fun and airy. And it never got into science territory, ever. And that was kind of the point, I thought. Like it was pulp, pulp cereals. Yeah, it's stuff, simple. You know, stuff what they used to call um, a space opera. Yeah. Um, Star Wars is like that. And it would never, ever get techie unless it was just, just a throwaway line. But, so I wouldn't have expected something like that in the, in the first Star Wars movie. I would have expected nothing of that. Right, story. and so it does seem kind of out of place. I mean, no, it doesn't bother me. It's, to me, the biggest it's an anomaly, is, though, for sure. It's one of those things that post nineteen ninety five George Lucas, maybe whenever the special edition started coming out, mm-hmm. was just there was nothing, no subtlety in anything. True, you know, nothing was left alone for your imagination. Right, right. I can't think of anything that I watch the prequel trilogy and that is unanswered by the end. Right. I'm sure there's something. But there, there's, there's very little that leaves you thinking. Um, Good point. And, you know, it's that, let me throw everything in your face. Everything should be jumping at you on the screen. Right. You know. Um, well, let's face it, the first original movies are basically like a fairy tale structure, which is great. Yeah, That's why people Joseph, love it. It's the Camp Joseph Campbellian journey, hero's yeah. journey, and like that, to the T. And that's but why I, the world loved it. I think we have... But, but yeah, you, A prequel has the nature of it can't leave anything unsaid because everything has been said in the movies you've seen. Like, it's just leading up to what you've already known. And it's describing an origin. And describing an origin doesn't leave things, you know... Yeah. Well, I, mean, st- I still maintain it could have been done... It could have. Good. Yes. could have been great, but... Oh yeah, there's parts but of the story requires that requires But by nature, it's not. It's it's supposed to be set up, as opposed right. to cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have a cliffhanger of a set up film. You know, yeah. like you're watching the beginning of the story. Exactly. Uh, yeah, well, I I never thought it was a good idea to do prequels anyway. With that with that strategy, like you're saying, a set up strategy. Like if I, if, this is kind of off topic now, I guess. But uh, if I was going to do it, <laughs> I would have had. Prequels be the three movies that came that happened to happen beforehand, but aren't necessarily just functioning as a setup. Now, in other words, it's historically stuff that happens earlier, but it yeah, can be its, its own it's, story. It's a time period. It's a, right. It's, it doesn't it, have to be. It's a prequel because of the time it took right, place, right. but not a prequel to the character. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the way I would have done it. I wouldn't have had a straight per, the purpose of those first those three movies just to be a, a leading up. To exactly. Yeah, you would have. That. It's there's a because it's boring, a, really, in essence. There's but, a storyline going on, but there also happens to be, oh, there's this character that's going to become Darth Vader. Well, they, they like, should be self-contained. That's my yeah. point. Yeah, no, yeah. It's so, their own thing. So we have a prequel of sorts coming out, and it's Rogue One. Rogue yeah. One is coming out next Christmas, is it? Yeah, I think it's next year. And it is, it, it's a film, standalone Star Wars film that happens before um, episode four. And it's outside of the, the saga, so it's not episode three point five, right. but it's it's the story side of, story. It's the story of the band of rebels, I guess, that stole the plans for the Death Star. So right. if you remember in episode four, somebody stole those plans for Death Star, and oh, that's yeah, how they yeah. how all, everything happened. Cool. This is the story about them. Now we know the answer. We know how it ended. Right, right. They yeah. got the plans. What can they do with that? You know. Well, that, it's about how well they, how who's doing well, it. I mean, the, every one of them could have died to get those plans. You right. know, that's but a story be, we don't know. You know, we don't an know. amazing story on its own. Well, and that's the thing. Right. And I feel like that's a better approach. Is like, yeah. 
it's, it coincides with what we know, but we don't know enough about that. Yeah. Like, we knew Luke Skywalker was born. We knew Darth Vader was his father. Like, all that stuff. Um, we knew Leia was his sister by the time the prequels came out, so there was very little to say. What we didn't know was right. Palpatine, Palpatine's history, and that's kind of where they went. The other thing is, even if you know how yeah. something's going to end, because there's plenty of things you watch, you know how they're going to end. You just know. Like certain shows, you know, the, yeah. the bad guys are going to get it, the good guys are going to win, yada, yada. It's the journey that makes it fun. Like, even if you know how it's going to end, if it's done well, you enjoy it. The process of getting there, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's you know, true. And Phantom Menace can be an amazing movie if, you know, the journey was good. And that's the whole thing, is the journey wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> that journey was very heavy-handed and um, unfun would be a good one. But you one. guys are getting kind of macro. We're supposed to be talking micro today. That's yeah. true. So, <laughs> getting back to micro. Um, I mean, like to talk about more specifics about what the the, the history of the of the midichlorians. Um, there's a lot of words here, but there very are. little to actually say because it just repeats <laughs> itself. Admittedly, basically, there's just little like things that like happen that like you know Darth Plagueis manipulated the Force, did all this. I will say that I have found a line in here. That was interesting, which said, uh, I'm going to paraphrase here, that Darth Plagueis, who was manipulating the Force through the midichlorians, trying to figure out how to do things with midichlorians, that his tampering of midichlorians is what prompted the midichlorians to create Anakin. That it was a, it was a reaction yeah. oh, to... Oh, they did conceive him then. Yeah. So it is to, like, to, to a T. Now, I always thought that Darth Plagueis accidentally made Anakin... And I thought that was more interesting. Yeah. But if that's not the case, then I, I still... I, it makes me less interested in midichlorians. <laughs> then it's like, oh, well then, what's the... Like, the one thing that you could set up that would have been interesting you, with these things you didn't do. Now, here's something interesting. Yeah. This is sort of behind the scenes, though. I know. Midichlorians were first conceived by George Lucas as early as 1977. Two things interesting about that. One, they used the term conceived... Which is just, <laughs> yeah, uh, but conception. 1977, which means he had this before the first film, and it made it all the way to Phantom Menace. Through who, however many edits, this has stayed in there. Right. Um, so either it's that kind of thing where you're comfortable with your own work, and you feel like you know this is something that you're passionate about, and he wanted it to be in there. Well, maybe he wanted to be in the first movies. Who knows? And it was just cut. It was dropped. You know, it was never used. I, it could have been in a sentence there, and it could have. Because there's lots of other people know. that were in the very first movies. Lots of other people that were, you know. If you tweak Alec Guinness's line just a bit, the force of what gives a Jedi power. It's an energy field of midichlorians right. created by all living things. <laughs> it's around. Right. So, but um, yeah. So that's been around since 1977, which is really interesting. I would point out my the, the thing that I, I want to point out here is. However, Lucas did not feel that he had time to introduce the concept of Metachlorian. Exactly. Now, I... Which means, to me what that means, is it's a little wordy. Yeah. Which is a definition of the Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem, is that you can point to that line and go, what happened between that point and the Phantom Menace where he realized, like, because, yeah, this thing could have been existed. If this was introduced in a novel, I wouldn't care. Right. Like, yeah, it, would, of it would be something that would be like, oh, okay, that's great. Or not even great. I would have been like, okay, that exists. Because who reads? Right. Exactly. Who cares? Enough. <laughs> like, you don't care about a Star Wars novel enough, even if you really like it. That's the... It, it's pulpy no, science fiction. But in this case, 
It doesn't like there would be no point in the original in the original trilogy where you could just go let's have a conversation about metachlorians because that's not how a Star Wars structure sto- story structure should work. Which is the problem with Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's like that's the whole thing is like this wouldn't have fit in the film because it just wouldn't have felt right. Right, yeah. right. And that's that's the ultimate problem here. It's Phantom not... Menace is a, is a compilation of things that don't feel right. Yeah. Well, it, the whole thing is also it, it's you got to put it in perspective because you know the whole parsec thing too. You know they brought that up. So, you're gonna, if they're gonna flub on that, that's true. Parsec was probably the, this seriously. Parsec was probably the next closest thing to this, where right. it got a little sciency. Right, it got but a little science, but they got it so wrong. It but it's a of... real term, not made up for a made up thing. True, true. Like it's, true. it's, it's like but a, they got it wrong, so it makes you think. Okay, they got it wrong, <laughs> but they do in the novels do explain themselves. So, yeah. so there's, there's a, a couple things. Really? Like Han Solo could be just full of it. You know? Yeah, so, actually, that was the other thing. Oh, was I that Actually, admittedly, there's the, there, there's the idea that uh, <laughs> that the first draft includes a line, a, a moment where uh, that the that when he says that, that Obi Wan looks at Aunt Luke like, "What is this guy talking about?" <laughs> yeah, that oh, could be great. the thing that's supposed to make the viewer feel like you know, yeah, maybe they, this guy is a little like, shifty. There's a whole the, bunch. There's so many. Ah, uh, I didn't think of that. Explanations really after the fact. <laughs> yeah, but I like to. I, I would like to add a, an, an edit where you just have like him look over. Like you just have like a scene where I know Guinness looks over and be like, "This guy is so full of it." Like, yeah, why didn't like, that make it into the the uh, deluxe edition? I, that would be. The <laughs> I, I actually kind of agree. That would have been fun, but that would improve the situation. Just a little, just a little quick look. Yeah, just like no, no, you just make it like three seconds, and he just looks at Anakin, like Luke. And uh, I want to know. I want to know. Because you know, if reality and fiction meet, sometimes they do. Uh, has our government um, funded any research? Has anyone for any, No, actually, scam uh, the government into getting a grant. No, because they banned research. they banned all research into uh, into uh, midichlorians because it was anti it was anti life. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, that was a political joke. Uh, something uh, that we won't see. In a, all right, but there's a side note in here that we have to touch on. Okay, midichloroxians. Ever hear of these? No, no. What is it? Um, Midi-chloroxians? It's a real thing, Mm -hmm. I guess. Midi-chloroxians were found in the lubricants of some droids, including the Jedi droid Skippy, and gave them mastery of the Force. Wait, stop, stop. Whoa, (laughs) hold up. Where'd that come from? Uh, That's our our good friend Skippy the droid. What's the source? Star Wars Tales 1. Skippy Skippy the Jedi droid. Who we talked about in a previous episode, actually. Oh, I missed that so, one. Because you were actually wow. Yeah, you were out somewhere. You blew up that day, I think. Yeah. Uh, Skippy the droid. Bad motivator. Um, a bad motivator. Which one was Skippy the droid? Do you remember? He was the red um, droid. That it, the R five D four. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, he had like this the rounded oval top. Sure, yeah. He looked like R two D two, but yeah. he was the one they passed on at the Jawa sale. Yeah, and I remember. It blew up. I remember that one. I remember Do you know why toy. it blew up? <laughs> it blew up because. <laughs> It was force sensitive, and it knew that it was going to send R two D two to Luke Skywalker to progress the plan of blowing up the Death Star. So, so why did it blow up? Because uh, because he was going to buy him, and he didn't want him to buy him. So Luke was going to buy him, and then he would have never met R two D two. So he off himself up. Yeah, he he, he went he suicide. But how, he killed himself. How, but he had midi chloroxy. How do you know that? Well, why did he do that? Like the why couldn't he go on? Because he didn't have the message from Princess Leia. Oh my god! But yeah. it was midi chloroxians, which instead of being so that in, robot was super super smart. Yes, very force sensitive. Like, probably smarter than the other ones. <laughs> He's yeah. probably better than if he got R two D two. Yeah, sure. that's what I'm saying. But instead of being in that's the a cells, tragic story. 
It's in the lubricants. Wow. That's wait. That's so, taking this. So what that does is it takes midichlorians is is a way sciencey thing for you know us adults to understand Star Wars. But in a kids book, they threw in midichloroxians because we just can't give up this stuff. Wait. So that's a lubricant that people use in droids, and it has it the sensitive of the force. some other species of micro microscopic species. And the different different species? I don't know. There could be what could be. Or is it a, is it a uh, Franken version of uh, midichlorians? Like <laughs> it's it's, pretty much it's, what it is. It's like created human created Maybe. Uh, version. I don't know. To use in lubricants or a mutated version or something. <sighs> that it, is terrible. Though. Well, did they go into more definition of what that substance is? Nope. One no. sentence. That's all they give us. <laughs> Admittedly, the Skippy the Droid is a non-canon. Goofy comic, like it is. It's not meant to. It's not a serious thing. Non-canon. What's that? <laughs> That's pretty much this whole podcast. Pretty much this whole podcast at this moment. Most things are non-canon these days. But if we're gonna accept that we're talking about midichlorians. We have to accept Skippy, don't we? Oh, well, that's true. We have to accept Skippy into all of our lives in the universe anyway. So Not that the other crappy droid. If it enemy. wasn't for Skippy, we wouldn't have any of those. No, I know this is a weird thing. What about his enemy? The enemy droid is Skippy. Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> that's the competitor. Excuse me, Jeff. That's a, yeah, anyway. I, I wanted to point out this statement that I can't quite figure get my head around. Metachlorians in The Phantom Menace are part of a reoccurring theme throughout the movie, that of symbiotic relationships. Yeah, I, don't, I saw that too. And, and I, don't, I don't remember. Any other, it, other I don't buy that. That's you know, like that's, if that's, that's the theme of the movie. I don't. What remember is that, that relationship at all. the audience has with pure hatred? There's <laughs> a good relationship. So th- that is like one a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing I think I can take out of the Phantom Menace is there are relationships. Qui Gon and 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 Obi Wan are are paired up essentially. R two D two and C three P are paired up essentially. Anakin and I guess Padme get paired up like. There are these like buddies. I guess. Are they dependent on each other? Like interdependent? That would be something. I, I don't feel like they are strongly, but I feel like they, I do connect people. Yeah. You know, if you were gonna say who would you connect Qui Gon to? Obviously, well, technically, is, if it's two essences that are somehow connected, you could say that's symbiotic enough. You could get away with that. But it's not like, not like it's not strong enough to, to make that statement. They should yeah. be interdependent on each other to really be a symbiote. I. Oh man. Yeah. I, I don't wait, know. who wrote that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That was some guy. That's some vague. Wait, it, there's pieces. a source. There's a source. <laughs> uh, source number 34. Um, oh, the Star Wars Episode One Phantom Menace DVD commentary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a commentary. A, oh, then that means that was just George Lucas saying, oh, the movie's about symbiotic relationships. Oh, uh, that's just the kind of thing where, like, <laughs> that's, that's like when pop music musicians have a song that's obviously about, uh, like, literally any. Like, uh, Am I allowed to say this about sex? Uh, well, speaking of sex, I have something. But it's oh, that's <laughs> but, but, but then they claim it's not about sex. The song's really about something else. It's about love. Yeah, they make stuff up later. But the relationship between a man and a woman, yeah. the, like in the nightclub or whatever, or the way the Same nightclub the moves. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want to talk about sex, we can move on to toy talk. Oh, uh, what? I don't even know what that wait, means. I didn't even know sex was allowed. Right. Toy talk. All right, here we Here's go. Here's an article. Man arrested for spilling his midichlorians on Star Wars toy in Florida Walmart. Stop. Is it an onion or not an onion? No, this is this is uh, this is actual. Um, <laughs> no, stop. No. There's an affidavit that describes a particularly skeevy toy aisle incident in Florida Walmart. A man took a copy of the February Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue over to the toy aisle 
and then masturbated to it in front of the Star Wars toys. Wait, uh, so... He wiped his hand on the Star Wars toy. So many questions. I have so, like, so uh, many questions. Wait, what was the magazine? Was it sports Star Wars related? Swims- oh, was, sports, was it a Star Wars somehow themed Sports <laughs> Illustrated? Maybe there was one wearing the gold uh, bikini. Because... No. Clean up in aisle three is what this article is called. Wait, what? So he liked seeing Sports Illustrated swimsuit models, assumedly not the Star Wars theme, and Star Wars toys, and that guy. I think he just went to the Star Wars aisle. But he may have, there may have been reasons. Now, why did did the the journalist write Midichlorians? How could they be that into this? DNA. It's just a joke. Who knows? (laughs) Wow, that's pretty Um, clever of a journalist to do. With that that in mind, there are. Essentially, no real toys. Uh, Actually, every Star Wars toy has Metaclorians. Yeah. You Wait just can't see them. Why? I'm just so stupid. Why did, is it Hasbro? Hasbro, yeah. Hasbro, Hasbro. Why don't they do copy what everyone else is doing and make you know variations of figures? So, like, different paint schemes, you know. You yeah. could have the Metaclorian sparkly variant. It has like you know, well, speaking of sparkly midichlorians, actually, I have a you, picture. You just for you. take the same old figures and just add a little sparkle uh, to the paint right here. The crummy, grum, crummy, gummy midichlorians was like a what? Um, the? They uh, they're sparkly. Wait, is that how you spell midichlorians? Yeah, midi dash glorians. I didn't really? know there was a dash before. Yeah, but these are uh, there were only ten each. They're so it's MIDI, like, like as in MIDI, like as in like the, in like music. Yeah, like, right. Like MIDI chlorines. Wow, totally spelled different than I expected. But there are no official toys. This is a obviously like a not like a bootleg, but like an urban vinyl style toy. Mm-hmm. They look like little bears with lightsabers, and they were called MIDI chlorines. Yeah, they're gross um, looking. They're, they are. Are they, are they black? Like gooey? They, they look sort of edible. Are they? <laughs> they do. I think they're supposed to look like gummy, licorice like flavor bears. or something. They look like licorice. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what they are. They're quite weird. No, it's Crummy weird. Gummy is the guy that, who creates them. Is that mm-hmm. him? I think that's him. He's a guy with he a doesn't look human. face. He's like a snot bear or something. So, so this is you would buy something that's made by someone who doesn't even look human and might be fake? <laughs> I probably have before, too. There were only ten available. So they are uh, as unknown and unaccessible. Wait, what kind of food item do you only get is ten available? You wouldn't put that in your mouth. It was like right? a Pepsi. No, they're toys. Yeah, they just look that. like gummy. Oh well, yeah, that's totally choking hazard. Nothing but choking hazard. That's all I see. I'm sure that they're big enough that you wouldn't think immediately that kid, they're gummies. Any kid would think those are candy. No kid is paying forty dollars for a, <laughs> for a limited to ten uh, vinyl piece. Some like <laughs> senator's kid. My kids hopefully <laughs> will. <laughs> so what does it say on the package about the midichlorian uh, toys that look like candy? There's probably no packaging. Oh, but there's a picture of a package right there. <laughs> nope, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, so there are no midichlorian toys out there. Except for all of the Star Wars toys that have midichlorians inside them. They do, yes. Or you, apparently make, you can make your own midichlorians uh, if you go to the right aisle of the store. Yeah. Uh, let's not get... Let's... We were just at Walmart in the Star Wars aisle before we recorded this. Oh, yeah, that's true. true. I think I'm wearing gloves next time. I I have not washed my hands since we were there. Oh, man. And they had nothing new. They they won't for a while. We gotta wait till the movie's out. All right, so um, I think it's time for our final question. All right. Oh, okay. Alex, you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for the final question. I don't think you've done a final question. This is sort of... This is all new to me. Yeah, sort of new. If there was something else that is mysterious in the Star Wars universe that you could ruin forever <laughs> um, by giving it a factual scientific definition, what would that be? I would actually know exactly what I would do. I would have a 20-minute scene where Han Solo in the new movie explains how hyperdrives work. 
And that's, that's a good one. Yeah, hyperdrive for sure. Yeah, oh, like, and like why the stars do that. Thing yeah, and it's like do. he just sits down and it's like, look, we're gonna sit down, we're gonna go over this, and it's just twenty minutes of that. And it's like like and then this fuel injector goes in here and it causes the universe to expand around us at the same time as we are expanding and whatever. And it would be insane. Nothing would make any sense. It would be really hard science that would just be like way over most people's heads. What about you, Alex? Wow, um, a few choices. Um, I'd kind of like to, and this is probably old hat, but I'd kind of like to have a, uh, a PowerPoint presentation thing led by uh, uh, the um, architects, I guess, who okay. built the Death Star, who planned the Death Star. Okay. Would they be architects, engineers? Yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know. And explaining why they needed to have that little exhaust vent. <laughs> just like, why they had to have that <laughs> right, like, justify that in the presentation explain why that was necessary and then someone's going to raise their hand and say well don't you think maybe we shouldn't have that exhaust vent in case you know something happens like a piece of debris falls down it or you know, anything you know and then them trying to answer that question field that question I think it would be pretty funny so I have one um, it would be whatever way they describe it it doesn't even matter but all it is is just it's one word that would destroy everything for me for probably many people, just somebody explaining or defining Yoda's race. Mm. I feel like that would be the next worst thing yeah. because it is the mystery of it. Made it, we've made it through six films without you know we know that there's another right, one. Right, we right. know that there's Yaddle. We've seen that, but we have no word for Yoda's race, and it's something everybody wants to know. Just like right. maybe everybody wanted more information. I just about thought the he was like spawned by green coconuts because he looks like green coconuts. Now, if they said that <laughs> on point, film. We'd be ruined forever. Did, did you think once he became CGI, he started looking like a green coconut? Yeah, yeah his head had got rounder. Like before that, I didn't get that impression. Once he became digital, he I've had like, a lot of problems with CGI Yoda recently, but I watched <laughs> Puppet Yoda from because Phantom Menace yeah. was initially Puppet Yoda, and then they replaced it with CGI. Oh, it, I didn't know that. But yeah. was it? I think that's what they did. The Puppet Yoda from the Phantom Menace. Yeah, there, there yeah. was a Puppet Yoda in Phantom. And Menace. it just oh. it was it didn't hold up to everything else. You shoot oh, a right. whole movie on blue and, blue screen, and you have this puppet in the middle that's. Not farrier. It doesn't have anything that can cover the stuff. Right. You know, it's just it's pure face. You know. Yeah. It was. It was no matter really what hard they, for them to. We have to, to be honest that. here. No matter what they did, we would have hated that version of Yoda anyway. That's true. You're absolutely right. But like, if they gave him a race today, I feel like it would it would yeah. solve one of the very few remaining Star Wars. Mysteries. That would be pretty annoying. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, what if they got a whole planet of the Yoda people? I'm gonna look it up right yeah, now. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that would be... imagine. So, um, forget about it. Imagine it's something. really annoying and it looks exactly like that ET planet homeworld that you can yes. see in the uh, ET ride at Universal. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, oh man, it's, it's really weird. Do they weird. all look like ET? What? Yeah, they do. It's really weird. See, my, like, thing, my thing about all. Forget about ET for a second. Yoda. I always assume that maybe Yoda. It would be cool, though, if he did somehow find out that they don't look like that. He's just a really old, decrepit version of what his race no, normally, that's really interesting. normally looks like. If they were like six foot tall. Right, right. Like, They're totally different. Right. David Hasselhoff looking man, you know, very handsome. Actually, I'm and I felt like, the same way about E.T. I always thought E.T. was probably like a reject. Like from his Like the one. weird, yeah, the weird one out. Yeah. I, I just assume that Yoda is actually conceived by the, uh, the midichlorians and doesn't like have any Oh, now race. that would take it to another level. Could you, <laughs> so could you describe the, the theoretical conception of Yoda by the midichlorians? Yeah, I, it happened I, in a Walmart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in a Star Wars aisle. I want you to do it in a very white voice. Some smooth jazz playing in the background. Uh, all right, so... Uh, the midichlorians, they bind us. They penetrate us. Oh, they, see, this is, this is great. They created Yoda. This is what people for. 
Alright, we're closing this out with vocab recap. We have three terms from this episode that, yeah. I'm, uh, that I'm aware of. Actually, I think there was a fourth. Yeah. Midichlorians, which is the, uh, the, the definition of midichlorians would be the... I'm gonna Organelles give the, that live within the cell. I wanted to give the totally crappy science one, but you got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the midichlorians were intelligent microscopic life forms that live symbiotically inside the cells of all living things. There you go. Even like trees. Uh, force planet. <laughs> Even trees. Force planet is something new. Force planet. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. force planet is a planet uh, in the heart. It had a name, right? No, it's just called force planet. No, no it didn't have a name. It's a mysterious. It's called planet. force planet. Yeah. What else can you be if you're called? It's also called hidden planet on on at one point. Um, the Midichlorians home world. It is a planet in the heart of the galaxy. In quotes, that is hidden by its bright light. Um, Still don't get Probably surrounded by black holes because I believe the center of the galaxy is a bunch of black holes in the Star Wars universe. So is it hidden as much as a? Uh... Would they go to uh, what's his name for um, when they went to uh, I can't remember his name the uh, chef the the, the chef uh, Camino is it, is it hidden yeah, as much as yeah Camino it's not it's not listed in the thing and the, and the librarian's like a real jerk Dexter Jetster Dexter Jetster um, so another term what was the uh, the people from the Force Planet called they were called the Force Priestesses they were a group of Force uh, force, uh, powerful force users that knew the secret to life after death, essentially. And they, they, they all represented, and there was five of them, and they all represented a different emotion. And, and they, they looked, lived on that planet, but they did not from They lived that on that planet. planet. I, I, I imagine, I don't know. They, the five were in the form of a shape of shapeshifter and could manif- mutate their forms to manifest as serenity, joy, anger, confusion, and something else because Chrome just crashed. Well, the last. <laughs> Speaking of crashing, the last term, uh, mini chloroxians. Oh, that's the one that sends me over the end. Uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think that that, that that substance that was in the lubricant was just called that by some like scientist who wanted to cash in? It was called that by thing? a Star Wars fan that wanted to push things to as far as you could push well, yeah. it. Uh, it was found in the lubricants of some droids, especially Skippy, and it gave them the mastery of the Force. That's like a whole other movie right there. That's a whole other episode right <laughs> there. <laughs> the yeah, whole many Chloraxians. Yes. Oh. That'll be the 100 episode. Yeah, we should uh, make a note. It turns out that it's really the same thing, and to get... Force, uh, force sensitive. You just need to get lubed up. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, all right. On that note, we <laughs> on, that, uh, on that note, uh, we want to thank you all for those of you who have managed to listen to all fifty, 50 episodes. episodes. Wonderful, wonderful. And we want to uh, thank any fans that we have out there. We don't know if we have any, but we they might exist somewhere. And we want to thank Alex for yeah. making it the the trek back from. Uh, you know, Camino, everywhere you've been, and yeah, coming I back here. Hung up on a, they had me strung up on a carbonite cross. You guys, <laughs> you guys, you guys, you saved them just in time. Yeah, just in time. Yeah, yeah. cool. All right, well, thanks again for listening to another episode of Star WTF. We'll see you around. See you. Thank see you. you. Goodbye, everybody.